time, this doesn't look as attractive as it once did because you're fixing your eyes on the things of the kingdom. I'm just talking about a thousand that have a vision for their heart. They've got passion for God. They're leading intercession on their schools. They're set apart, consecrated under God. And they've got a vision and a mission for their life. So tonight, like we have been sharing with you guys, we are starting a new series called Entourage. It's all about BFFs. It's all about friendships. It's all about people you know, people you trust, your homies, the people you roll with, whatever. Turn to, if you have your Bibles, I want to go straight to the Word of God, Proverbs chapter 18. Proverbs chapter 18. Proverbs chapter 18, and I'm going to read verse 24. Proverbs 18, verse 24. I'm going to go right to the Word tonight. A lot to cover. Proverbs 18, 24, it's on the screens if you don't have it, and here we go. A man who has friends must himself be friendly, but, everybody say but. There is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Everybody say closer than a brother. 2 Corinthians 13 and 14, if you have your Bibles, turn there. If not, it's on the screen. Our next verse, I want to, two verses I want to just kind of major on tonight at the opening of this series. 2 Corinthians 13, 14, it says, The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion, everybody say communion, communion. of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Amen. I want to speak to you guys tonight from a message that I've just entitled, if you couldn't tell by some of the things that are, we're using kind of as props tonight, Mirror, Mirror. Everybody say Mirror, Mirror. Mirror, mirror. Bow your heads and pray with me just for a second. Father, I just thank you so much for the power of your word. And I thank you that at the beginning of this series, Lord, in which we're going to explore your word and look at the Bible and look at what you have to say about our friendships. I pray that you would convict us where we're wrong, encourage us where we're right, and strengthen us where we're weak in this area of friendships. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said... Amen. Amen. Now, speaking of friendships, we have, the, we have the privilege of celebrating a dear friend of most of ours, or all of ours, tonight. It is Aubrey Manton's birthday. Aubrey, come up here. Y'all give it up for Aubrey and Octavia. Octavia and I just want to bless you. We know that one of your favorite colors are mint, whatever. So it's just a mint hodgepodge. Now on the count of three, here we go. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Aubrey. Happy birthday to We love you, Aubrey Manton. So you guys can have your seats. So, so how many of you noticed we have, a few, we have a few mirrors tonight? Mirror, mirror, again, is the title, the message that we're starting with tonight. And I believe that even in our culture, we have a bit of an affinity with, with, with mirrors. We kind of have a little bit of a relationship with mirrors. How many of you, how many of you kind of look in the mirror before you leave 
for school or work or wherever it is that you go daily. You at least check out yourself. Yeah, the rest of you without your hands up, we know. <laughs> we know you don't. All right, so, so, but most of us, most of us kind of check out a mirror. As a matter of fact, matter of fact, we do have a bit of an affinity with mirrors. I've seen several of you already. We have mirrors down here, and it's kind of like directly reflecting you, and you're checking yourself out, making sure everything's okay. We actually caught a couple of you checking yourselves out in the mirror tonight before service. Can you play the footage? many more. That was just what we kind of caught tonight. Many of us, did y'all love like the Spider-Man move there? It was awesome. So, so many of us kind of, we, we use the mirror. I mean, we want to know, like, make sure I ain't got no boogers hanging out my nose, you know, or food on my face, cabbage in my teeth. I don't know, whatever it is you eat. But I've discovered a way. I've discovered a way. I've come to this conclusion, this revelation, this incredible way to solve all your mirror problems, all your mirror issues. Discovered a way to prevent you from ever having to use another mirror in the rest of your life here on planet Earth. Do you believe me? That's okay. You will. So you guys, as we open up this series for the next four weeks, we're going to be talking about friendships. We're going to be talking about the people that you do life with. People, some of them that you live with, some of them that you go to school with, some that you see every day, some that you see just on a weekly basis. But every friend in your life, I want to submit to you, is like a mirror. Every friendship in your life is like a mirror. You see, mirrors reflect your, your, your true, what you really look like. You, you can think that you have it going on, but then you check out the mirror and you see that your hair is all over your head. You know what I'm saying? Or you still got sleep all in your eye and you're about to walk out the door, but the mirror brings you back to reality. A mirror is a bit of a reality check. And so I want to submit to you tonight that every friend in your life is a mirror. You see, your friends reflect your real passions, your real values, your real interests, your real values and convictions, or the lack thereof. You see, so many of us are so deceived into thinking like, oh, we have it all together. We've got it all right. You know, I love going to church. I love God. I love, I love worshiping Him. And, and then, and then I, I just want to submit to you, check the mirror. Check your mirrors. See, you are slowly but surely becoming who your friends are. You are slowly but surely becoming who your friends are. Wise people have said for years now, youth pastors for decades now, even whenever I was in youth group, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. And 10 years out of high school, I can look back honestly, you guys, and say who I am today is a direct reflection of who I spent intentional time with through the years. Who I hung out with in high school. Who I chose to hang out with in college. If, if you, it's kind of hard to really believe it on the front end of the journey. But 10, 11, 12 years in, the people that I surrounded myself with on the daily basis. The guys that I hung out with, I looked at them. And looking at who I am today, it's like, gosh, you really do become slowly but surely, who your friends are. 
John 15 and 14 says this. It's interesting. Jesus says this to his disciples. He says, you are my friends if you do whatever I command you. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. Now, here's what's really interesting about that verse. The Greek word there for friends is actually philos. So Jesus says, you are my philos if you do what I command you to do. Now, it's interesting because philos is kind of, is from the same word by which we get our English word philosophy. It comes from the Greek word philosophia, which means I love wisdom. And so there's this whole kind of connection. So in a sense, we could almost look at Jesus looking at his disciples and saying, you are my philosophy on life. You are, you are what I believe. You are what's important to me. If you do what I command you to do. Philosophy simply means a system of values by which one lives. Philosophy is a system of values by which one lives. So with that definition in your brain and, and coming back to the statement of Jesus talking to, dis, to his disciples, he's sort of saying here, you are my my system of values by which I live, if you do what I command you to do. You see, you can tell me how much you love God all day, but the real reflection of it, I am staring into the mirrors that are in your life. And for some of us, it's not matching up. For some of us, it's not uniform. We're saying one thing, but our mirror is shouting a completely different story. Your mirror shouts your truth. Mirrors tell the truth. We know how to tell lies. A mirror doesn't know how to lie. And so all I'm saying at the beginning of this friendship series, and we're going to talk about this, and, and we'll, we'll go deep in this. You guys, this is one of my favorite things to preach and to speak and to share about in youth and young adult culture. You want to know why? Everybody say why. Because I can look back over the years that, of students even that I've pastored through junior high and through high school, back in Louisiana, and even here, and look at the friendships that they chose to be a part of in high school. And I could pretty much predict to you where they are now in their spiritual journey in Christ. Just by evaluating, and as I look back and as I think back about teenagers, the people that they surrounded themselves with six or five or, or four years later, it's like, oh yeah, I'm not surprised that. You know, they're there, you know, doing great things for the cause of Christ or, man, they're, they are so far away from God. But I'm not surprised because their philosophy, their real statement on how you should live life, their friends, their mirrors, were telling this story years ago. Years ago. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. And so for some of us, for some of us, the idea of friendship Depending on where you are, even in your maturity level, your idea of friendship is, is similar to like, okay, if you ever, any of you own a, any, a pair of Toms at all? Anybody own a pair of Toms? Okay, so lots of, okay, or ever have. And so it's kind of like, maybe like if you get like a, a brand new like white pair of Toms and you go just kind of skipping through the park, you know, down at a local park by your house and then you, and, and you get home and you look down at your Toms and you just see green, just soot and, and green, you know what I'm saying? Like just stains all over your shoe and no point. At no point could you look at me and say, hey, Pastor Brandon, it was in this specific moment that that green jumped off the grass and kind of latched itself to my shoe. But it's here now. Some of you, that's your process for picking friends. It's like, oh, you'll be my friend. You'll be my friend. I don't know about you. I don't, I don't know what you believe. I don't care what you believe. But we're like best friends. We have three classes together, so 
this is destined to be. <laughs> we both like soccer, and we are both amazing, and we lead on the soccer team, so we're, like, destined to be amazing friends. Some of us have the poorest process of forming friendships in, our, in, 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 in your lives. You see, in the business world, in the business world, whenever you are starting a business, whenever you're going into a partnership, as they call it, like a joint venture, there's lots of research. There's lots of study. There's lots of analyzing it and, and taking it into thought, into consideration. Before I become a partner with someone, I've got to know what their values are, what their integrity is like, what, did, what do they believe, what's their philosophy on life. And so, but here's the, here's the sad part. We can have secular business people be a lot wiser than some Christians that I know whenever it comes to picking friends. In the business world, you say, what's, what kind of character do they, do, do they have? You know, because one guy can be great, but if he's linked with a loser, then he's not going to do very much. All I'm saying is be intentional about your friendships, you guys. Be intentional about your friendships. Another word for friendship would almost be like a, like a partnership. You see, your friends have way more influence on you then you're probably willing to admit. Your friends have more influence on you than you're probably willing to admit. So your path is often shaped by your partnerships. You wanna know the quality of your life? You wanna get a sense of where you're going? Look around at the people that you surround yourself with on a daily basis. You want a clue of where you're going to be 8,935 hours from now? You, you, Look at the people that you hang out with. Your friends are a snapshot of your future, and so it's kind of important, it's kind of a big deal that you make some intentional decisions about who's going to be your friends. Who's going to be the people that are on your inner circle? Just because they're cute does not mean that they have character. Come on, somebody. I'm just preaching. You see what I'm saying? It's like, just because they're funny doesn't mean that they're a follower of Christ. And so, so, so it's a big deal. And you, you guys, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, years of experience here, even in my own life, and just looking at friendships that I've had through the years, and looking at friendships of students that I've had the privilege of pastoring and overseeing, it really is true. Whenever you look at who they surrounded themselves with, it had everything to do with their spiritual growth with how well they even did, just even in life and the quality of their lives. And so I'm just saying, be intentional about your friendships. Do a little bit better of a job than just kind of letting green slimy people stick to your white toms and, and saying, hey, we're, we're friends just by, I don't know why we're friends, I don't know what brought us together, uh, we're just friends. Well, what, well what, what do they enjoy doing? What, do they love God? Oh, I don't know, it really doesn't matter. We're just like friends, though. We're friends, we're friends. But Jesus didn't use that word lightly. To his closest, he said, you are my friends if. Don't make no mistake. Don't make assumptions. You're my friends, boys, 12, guys that I've spent three years mentoring and pastoring. You're my friends. You're my philosophy on life. You're my philos. If you do what I command you to do. Because that puts us in the same page of friendship. Your path is shaped by your partnership. Okay, so, so some of you will say, but Pastor Brandon, no, 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 no. 
If all I do is hang around with Christians, then how am I going to win the world? I am so glad you asked. Okay, so, so, so let, me just, let, me just, let me just explain this and bring clarity. See, there's a, there's a difference in friendship evangelism, befriending someone for the cause of Christ and influencing them. Obviously, duh, Jesus was a friend to sinners. He hung out with tax collectors. He hung out with prostitutes. You see what I'm saying? But there's a difference in friendship evangelism and winning someone for the cause of Christ as opposed to hanging out with people who may even name the name of Christ, claim to be Christians, but there is zero evidence of it. And you know it. You're not being judgmental. You just know it. I mean, it's just a fact. Because you see what they do. You see how they live. There's a difference, you guys. And I'm all for, obviously, because Jesus was for it and he modeled this, having influence, creating friendships for the cause of influencing people for the cause of Christ. But there is a difference whenever all you do is surround yourself with unbelievers. I got a problem with it. Scripture has a problem with it. Jesus has a problem with it. God's word has a problem with it. Okay, you don't believe me. Let's go to first. Corinthians chapter 5, verse 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 9. I'll let the word speak for itself. When I wrote to you before I told you not to associate with people who indulge in sexual sin. But I wasn't talking about unbelievers who indulge in sexual sin or are greedy or cheat people or worship idols. You would have to leave this world to avoid people like that. Verse 11. I meant... That you are not to associate with anyone who claims to be a believer, yet indulges in sexual sin, or is greedy, or worships idols, or is abusive, or is a drunkard, or cheats people. Don't even eat with such people. So here becomes the issue. Here's the, here's the real problem. Okay, Pastor Brandon, I, you know, all of my friends are Christians because I go to fill in the blank, TCA, or wherever school you go to, or Colorado Christian. So all of my friends are Christian by default of the school that we go to, or whatever. Or their parents are Christians, so they're Christians, Pastor Brandon, so we are good to hang out. But you know that they're not following Christ. But, but you know that they're so steeped in sexual immorality and pornography that it makes you sick. But you know that they are so disobedient and rebellious and not even trying to allow Christ to change them. I'm not saying your friends have to be perfect. God doesn't expect for us to be perfect. He expects for us to be willing to be perfected. And there is a difference. I'm not perfect, but I'm willing to be perfected. I want him to change everything about me. There is a major difference. And so in choosing your friendships, the people that you surround yourself with, what I'm saying to you is if all that you have in your inner circle is unbelievers, or if all that you have in your inner circle are people who name the name of Christ, but they all live like devils on the weekend and at school, then, then, then you better get some new friends. Because, you're, because, because look, whenever two people, whenever two people who, are, who believe different things, whenever they hang out together, one of them is destined to change. One of them will change. And Christ himself calls us to this place and in the word of God to say, you know what? And so, so here, so here, let me also kind of come against, uh, just, uh, or demystify just another myth. Okay, well, you know, Pastor Brandon, I, you know, I have a pagan friend and I am, uh, you know, we, we hang out together every day and, and, you know, they're just really nice and, you know, they don't believe in Jesus, but, you know, they're really sweet and, uh, you know, they like me and, you know, people in my school don't like me, so I'm just lucky to have a friend and so I ain't trying to lose her or him because, you know, that's all I got. 
But, but here's the issue. See, y'all ain't amening me, so my daughter got to amen me. Shout, baby. Come on. So, so, so you don't, you don't, you, you ain't with me, but, but she with me. She with me. So, okay, so, so here's the deal. Whenever we choose, so whenever you choose to surround your inner circle, and what I'm talking about, in, even in this friendship series tonight, I'm talking about your inner circle of friends. Guys, of course you should befriend people who don't love Jesus. That's the only way that you're going to win them to Christ. I'm talking about on the everyday basis, the people that you go to for advice, the people that you spend the most amount of time with, where are they in their spiritual journey? Can you give an account? See, because if you're real friends, you can talk about that kind of stuff. So I'm going to just ask you, how deep are you in your friendships? Some of you are so shallow, it's ridiculous. You'd do better being in the corner by yourself with Jesus than, 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 than the quality of friendship that you're choosing to be in. Does this make sense to you guys tonight? Because real friends, we, we, we can talk about Jesus. We can ask each other how, you know, like, what, like what's, what's going on in your world? Like, like, how can I pray for you? Like, for real, because you're my friend, and we both believe in God, and, you know, I, I care about you. I care about the quality of your life. So, so how are you and Jesus doing? Some of you are so shocked because your friendships are so flipping shallow that it never comes up. That Jesus, who you claim to love so much, never comes up in your conversation, except for whenever you're at church or Coram Deo or Desperation Conference. God forbid I say that. And so, so I'm just asking, can we be real? Because Jesus says, you are my friends if you do what I tell you to do. You are my philosophy. So that tells me that, that, that we should be, that my friends and I, if you want to know what, if you want to know what, what, what Kirsten believes, then you shouldn't even have to ask Kirsten. You should be able to ask Bethany. Bethany, what do you believe? Because y'all are so tight. I mean, I see y'all hanging out all the time. So what do you believe? Because in finding out what Bethany believes, you'll find out what Kirsten really believes. See, because your friends tell the story that you won't, as we found out tonight. Your friends will tell the story that you won't tell. And so I'm just asking, how intentional are you being? How intentional have you been in selecting friends to honor Christ? All I'm saying is be intentional. Be intentional. If you befriend a non-believer or a hypocrite, you need to be crystal clear. And here's the deal, because we want all of you to do this, so I'm not just going to say, go win the loss and go win the world, and, and, but I, I would be remiss, I would be a horrible youth pastor if I didn't tell you, hey, this is, this, this is how friendship evangelism works, so I'm just going to give you a few points. If you're wise, you'll take notes, or you, you'll take notes, or, or you just won't, okay? So, so if you befriend a non-believer or a hypocrite, you need to be crystal clear on your intentions. You need to be crystal clear on your intentions with three people. Number one, yourself. Number two, a Christ-honoring friend or a mentor or leader. Or number three, the most important friend, which is the Holy Spirit. So here's the deal. I'm befriending, you know, Jack. Jack doesn't love God. Everybody knows that Jack doesn't love God. But they see me hanging with Jack. You see what I'm saying? Because I've been crystal clear with myself, with my inner circle of friends, mentors, leaders, cadre leaders, pastors, whatever, and I'm crystal clear with the Holy Spirit in me. I'm befriending them, Lord, 
you have free reign to tell me if, if I've gone too far in this friendship, if it's not wise for me, because I want to honor you in all that I do. You see what I'm saying? Does this make sense to you guys? Be crystal clear with yourself, with your inner circle, close friends, mentors, leaders, and be crystal clear with the Holy Spirit. Proverbs 18, 24. I want to read it one more time for you. Proverbs 18, 24. A man who has friends must himself be friendly, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. That friend that Proverbs is talking about is the Holy Spirit, is God himself. The Holy Spirit sticks closer than a brother. Three of the most important decisions in your life, the three most important decisions you will ever make throughout the course of your life is one, whether or not you're going to serve God or who will be your God. You all have a God and you're all worshiping someone and you've made decisions up to this point in your life. Whether who's going to be your God, number two, who your spouse is, whenever you get married one day, that's the second most important decision. The third most important decision you'll ever make in your life is who your friends are going to be. Who your friends are going to be. Who your friends are going to be. Proverbs 18, 24, a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Some of you have greasy friends. They ain't sticking around. No matter what you do to try to impress them, to perform for them, to cover for them, to do whatever, they're greasy friends. You need sticky friends. People who are going to be with you through the hard times, through the challenging times, through the good times. You need sticky friends. People who love you for you and they don't have an agenda and they're not going to talk about you behind your back. You need sticky friends. Does that make sense to you? But there is a friend. There is one friend who surpasses every other friendship in your life, and he is the Holy Spirit. He is stuck on you. Jesus said he'll never leave you or forsake you. He'll never leave you. He's assigned to your life to get you through every single challenge, to be with you in the good times and the bad. He's the kind of friend who says, lean on me. We are not strong. Mm. I'll be your friend. I'll help you carry on. Oh, uh, it won't be long mm -mm, till I'm gonna need somebody to lean on. I just might have a problem that you understand. We all need somebody to lead. Okay, y'all get ready to do too much. So I'm just saying that it's God's will in your life, you guys, that you have some real quality friendships. But above all, more important than every other friendship, that you would have a friendship with the Holy Spirit. Everybody say the Holy Spirit. He is your primary sticky friend. He is a person, he's not a force, he's not an emotion, and he's not power. He is a person. Scripture says that he's the only one in the Godhead that still to this day, you can offend him by the things that you do, by the things that you say. You can hurt his feelings. He has feelings. He's a real person. He is as real as a person sitting to your left or your right. And his voice is as clear and strong as my voice tonight. He is a person. And God has assigned him to your life to be the very best friend you will ever have. 
want the worship team to come as we prepare to close tonight. He has been assigned to your life. Proverbs 18, 24. He who wants friends must first show himself friendly, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. He will be there for you. And some of you who haven't done the friendship thing very well, you, you don't, I mean, truth be told, if you're really honest, if I asked you who some of your closest friends were, A, some of you would say, I really don't have any. B, others of you would say, I'm too embarrassed to even claim them as my, because they definitely do not represent my outlook on life and how I should live. And, but as long as they're in your life, they do. It's what you really believe, whether you're willing to admit it or not. Because mirrors can't lie. Your closest friends are a reflection of what's really in your heart. Some of you, this is an encouraging word to you. Because you've had pastors and mentors and leaders. And you've had wisdom spoken into you from an early age saying, hey, I don't think that person, don't, don't remove them from your inner circle. And you were wise enough to say, okay, thank you. I receive that wisdom. I'm going to do that. But then some of you are too rebellious for your own good. And in the name of trying to prove a point to your parents, you hurt nobody but yourself. Because if you show me your friends today, I'll show you your future tomorrow. All your friendships must be filtered through your best friend, the Holy Spirit. Every friendship in your life should be filtered by one person, the Holy Spirit. So you go to him and say, Holy Spirit, is this a wise friendship in my life? Or is this someone that the enemy is sending to distract me, to pull me away from you? Is this someone that you're, you're calling me to so that I can influence him for the cause of Christ? Every friendship all of your friendships filtered through the Holy Spirit? Have you asked Him? What's that? You didn't know that you could talk to Him. Well, now you know. Holy Spirit, who is it that you're calling to my life? Holy Spirit, you are wiser than I will ever be. So who is it that's in my life that does not need to be? You guys, these are things that mark a, an authentic Christ follower. Our lives are filled with decisions of saying, Jesus, what honors you? Holy Spirit, what seems best to you? This is not my life. My life is not my own. If you've truly given your heart to Christ, your life is not your own. So get over yourself. Welcome to Christianity. Welcome to a life that says, everything I have, every decision that I have been given, your decision, God. It is not my own because I gave it up just like you gave up your life on the cross. I give these decisions to you because you are worthy. Hallelujah. Every friendship. I'm going to close with this verse. 2 Corinthians 13, 14. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you.
the love of God, the grace of Jesus. But whenever Paul describes our relationship in regards to the Holy Spirit, he uses a word in the Greek, koinonia. Koinonia. The fellowship. The friendship. The association. The community. The joint participation. May the love of God and, and the grace that comes from Jesus, but the friendship of the Holy Spirit. May that be with you. The basis of friendship with the Holy Spirit is obeying God's word. We can't be close to him if we don't obey his word. You are my friends. If you do what I tell you to do, says Jesus. I want you guys to stand to your feet tonight. And I want us very simply going to enter into a time of worship, but this is what I want for you. This is not a dismissal, so you shouldn't be charging out at the back of the sanctuary if you don't have to. We'll do a formal dismissal at the end of the night, but for the next five or six minutes, I really want you to think about this. I mean, can you authentically, honestly say that your friendships have been filtered by the Holy Spirit? Can you honestly say that your best friend is the Holy Spirit? Or have you been neglecting him and ignoring him? You have opportunity to be introduced to him tonight. I have a prayer that I just wrote out on the screen. For those of you who want to pray this prayer with me tonight, you just want to make a decision in your life to make some Christ-honoring decisions in your friendships. I want you to pray this prayer, and we'll just kind of enter into a few minutes of worship just to kind of seal the deal tonight. So if you're going to pray this prayer with me from your heart, I mean, you really believe this, I want you to lift up, lift up your hand. And as we lift up our hands and we just kind of read this prayer, don't let it just be words on the screen, don't let it just be lip service, but let it come from your heart, and then after that, just begin to add to it. This is just a start, okay? Here we go, one, two, three. Holy Spirit, I want to know you. Thank you for your invitation to be my best friend. I am sorry for neglecting you all this time. May I never do or say anything to offend you. Come and reveal yourself to me. Speak to my heart. I want to be influenced and led by you and you alone. And over time, this doesn't look as attractive as it once did because you're fixing your eyes on the things of the kingdom. I'm just talking about a thousand that have a vision for their heart. They've got passion for God. They're leading intercession on their schools. They're set apart, consecrated under God. And they've got a vision and a mission for their life.